Prologue In relocating from Mexico to Australia in 2002, I left behind not only my friends and family, but also the ability to call myself a capital A architect due to country-specific regulations. And so it was that one of the first tasks I embarked on in my newfound home was to complete the lengthy process of reinstating my professional registration in order to legally reclaim my professional moniker. The process called for local work experience, so I dutifully joined an architectural practice and worked on the design of a hospital. Challenges arose early, not only from designing a complex hospital environment, but also from incorporating advancements in technology, such as the upgrade of X-ray machines. This seemingly innocuous change triggered numerous modifications, including replacing backlit viewing boxes with monitor screens to view the now digital X-ray images. My employer frequently reminded me that we were running out of hours, in other words, professional fees, to manage the various changes created by the X-ray machines and the many other ones. Importantly, there was no time to think about how the new machines would impact the flow of information and human interactions within the environment. To me, this was a critical question that remained unanswered after we dealt with all the practical project delivery questions, and it stayed with me long after I'd wrapped up my work experience. The conundrum is that practicing architecture leaves little time to think about architecture and vice versa. It was through this process of satisfying the requirements to register as an architect in Australia that I had an epiphany. I needed to think about architecture, in particular as it relates to work environments. With this realization, I ticked retired on the architect's registration form and decided to think about the workplace as part of a full-time PhD, the evolution of workplace architecture as a consequence of technology development. I have those X-ray machines to thank for an early retirement and for the research I undertook, which answered some of the questions I had about workplace evolution, but which also, unexpectedly, unearthed many more. I didn't know it at the time. How could I? But all these events were building up to a pilgrimage in search of more answers about the workplace. All it was needed was a spark, something to kickstart the 905-kilometer walk. That spark occurred in a flight from Sydney to Melbourne, where I crossed paths with iguanas from the Galapagos Islands. It's on that flight, with those iguanas, that this book begins.